At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, listen up. What you have in your possession, what you're listening right now, is the not the best of the Eric Zancho podcast, Time Warp Phenomena. I'm recording this at 9.26 p.m. on Wednesday, October 4. You get it on October 5. So anything could happen between right now and when you actually listen to this. I mean, you may not listen to this on October 5th. You might listen to it a month later or like a year from now. It's fucking phenomenal. I could be dead for a year when you finally check this out. It's kind of, you know, like that with all of these. But in particular, when I make a show because I won't actually be there for Thursday, October 5, because I'm uh, taking time off, well, by God, that's just uh, bizarre to me. It, you know, we used to make best of shows before uh, back in the Free Bear and Hot Wing Show days and like host them, pre-record and shit like that. And that was when we tried. Uh, gone are those days with that show, but. Um, this show is not about me ripping them a new asshole. No, no, no. This is a not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast. Now I have carefully, carefully curated some of the most incredible moments taken from my Patreon heard years ago. Okay. There's probably things on here that are so dated. Maybe even a, maybe even a, uh, wear your mask rant. Could be in your possession. I have no idea. So when I say I've carefully curated the material, I've basically just grabbed the audio and said, "Ah, fuck it, this looks good. That's exactly what I've done here. Thank you for listening to it. Check it out. It's like a time capsule of audio, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Enjoy the Not the Best of the Eric Zancho podcast. I will join you back. I will join you back. I will check back in with some great sponsor messages that I know you will not hit the 15 second uh, ahead button repeatedly. No, you would never do that. All right. Enjoy. Not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast. Holy shit. Hi, this is Kate. Hi, this is Otherwise Kate. known as the Duchess of New Jersey. Jersey. When I'm not busy hanging out at the beach... Telling people off. Telling people off. Or watching someone pump gas for me. I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Yeah. And now I'd like to introduce the star of the show. Eric. Eric Zane. Eric Zane. It's riveting. It's riveting. Look at that. Dirk's is still thinking. He's still thinking of you. I appreciate that, Dirk. Not going to slow me down in my... I know what you... I saw what you did there. Let's get things totally back to normal. He... He's implying the whole business about the passing of my mother one year ago. He also recently lost his mother. So 
He's been through this. He's been through this. That was, uh, was a little bit of a weird day on Saturday, um, being that one year. And I, I it was crazy. It, uh, the amount of uh, things that have happened in the world and just uh, the, the speed at which they happened. Uh, it's just a remarkable thing. I just, I, I still am in shock over the passing of my mother. I just cannot believe that that actually happened. Okay. But that's not going to, st- uh, uh, keep me from beating you up, Dirk. Uh, I mean, I, I, I see what you tried to do there to me. Uh, the announcement that just, uh, came across the news, uh, not long ago that, uh, uh, Colin Powell, former Secretary of State, the General Colin Powell, who um, he has died, COVID, and full, and then Dirk writes, fully vaxxed. Why? Why do you do what you do? Why can't you just say Colin Powell died of COVID? Why do you have to write fully vaxxed as if that's supposed to mean something? Are you suggesting that um, the vaccine is not effective in keeping people from dying? Is that what you're suggesting there? Why would you write that on a one-line email? Colin Powell is dead. Uh, Fully vaxxed. What's the point of including that? I, I mean, I know why you did that. You did that to try to like insinuate that the vaccination is not helpful. I mean, I, I, never before has that been more obvious. That's, that's what you were trying to do. And, and you know, as well as I do, whether you choose to admit it or not, that the vaccine is incredibly important. To keep all of you knuckleheads alive. Okay? To keep you free from hospitals and ventilators and for you to be a vessel to allow for another mutation to process. And then, you know, maybe the next one, maybe the next one of you morons is the spot, the host for the mutation that puts this at a, I don't know, a a 10% mortality rate. Can you imagine the number of death? With a 10% mortality rate, it's like 1% now, and that's bad enough. So keep it up. Keep it up, funny boy. Yes, go for it. You might be the catalyst, okay? Not to mention, oh, uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Uh, Cardiac uh, Arrest Patient. Uh, We can't put you in intensive care because Dirk's here. So I know, I know what you're doing. Yeah, it was fully vaxxed. So clearly, uh, it, the vaccine is not effective. I know what you're doing. Okay. I wasn't born yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I know what you're up to. You're an absolute troublemaker. Just trying to get under my skin with your nonsense. Let's hope and pray that you dumbasses see the light and will admit, I love the fact, you see all these, every time I hear about these uh, uh, hospitals that are 
firing people in mass today it's the chicago cops all these chicago cops are fucking there they they can't show up to work if they don't get i i'm like yes thank god for that makes me so happy makes me so happy when these people uh are, are die hey uh i saw one that said uh well, that's a weird hill to die on but at least you're dead holy crap Sorry, I normally send a uh, little thing. Hey, guys, I'm going live, but I couldn't do that today because I forgot. I was a little bit rushed. So I had to get the uh, show started early today because I need to. Uh, I've got a number of things that have unfolded for today that have made me as busy as I always am. But um, there you go. Uh, Dirk says, still thinking of you. And then he wrote, oh, sorry, I wasn't considering your mom's passing. Couldn't remember the date. I was referring to the pics I sent you. Uh, what are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Weren't you, uh, Dirk sent me a number of pictures while he was out at the, uh, I guess at one of the amusement parks where he lives. Hey, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, Dirk writes this. As much as I bust his balls, he's very important to me. That's why I get so angry at him that he's so ridiculously wrong about all this COVID shit. Couldn't be more wrong. Why do you have to be such a thick-skulled conspiracy theorist dumb shit? Why? Stop it. Come on, man. Considering that you've had this uh, this virus, if you get vaccinated, you realize you're you're like super strong. You're super, super safe uh, from the threat of reinfection. Anyway, moving on. Dirk, who likes to hate listen to my friends um, at the uh, at the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. Apparently, apparently the shit has hit the fan on the Free Beer and Hot Wings show today. Apparently. He writes this. I just tuned in. To Free Beer and Hot Wings. He sent this along at 6.55 in the morning. They're doing best of. Free Beer, Hot Wings, and Kelly. Um, hold on a second. Dirk writes, I've had the virus. Science shows I'm better than being vaxxed, but not better than virus and vaxxed. Okay? True. If a person had to choose between antibodies or vax, you're right. Antibodies makes you stronger. But if you have antibodies and vax, you're stronger than everybody. So go ahead and get the vaccine and you'll be good. Okay. Anyway, no more comments. Cause I don't want to get distracted anymore. Dirk, shut up. Steve and, uh, okay. No Freebird, no hot wings, no Kelly, but Steve and Joe are Rachel is working the board for free beer. So Steve and Joe are in there. Rachel, the phone screener, is running the board for free beer. But no hot wings. And no uh, Kelly. And then he writes, I wish I caught the video. Steve was eating what looked like cereal, pulling his mask over his nose between bites as if COVID couldn't, couldn't catch each spoonful. Time for a rumor. Free beer and hot wings pulling an Eiffel Tower on Kelly. That's that's horrible, Dirk. What the hell? 
Apparently, a couple of people weren't feeling good. So, quote, out of an abundance of caution, they're doing a best of. Apparently, they're getting tested. Apparently, they're getting tested or waiting for results today. Everyone, ha ha, that's hilarious. Well, the, the, the quote, him eating the cereal in between mask lifts is hilarious. Interesting. We shall see. That's because they got 800 people on that show. Uh, Josh wrote, I thought I saw that Kelly's partner tested positive. Oh, well, okay. Well, that would be, that would explain that then. I don't know. Who knows? All you know, all you need to know is you've got some side splitting best of material, uh, best of around the room and things like that. All right. Adam says he loved the apparently little kid. I just saw a thing that he is still, uh, he's actually turned out to the apparently kid is, uh, is still doing things. He's, uh, he didn't become like a childhood actor or something like that, but he's, uh, he's actually got, has been able to parlay that into a career. Uh, speaking of things that you can view and check out, I just started watching my, I'm actually about a halfway through, uh, Dave Chappelle's the closer which is his Netflix special that um, had been being talked about quite a bit. And I, boy, um, what a really, really, really fantastic thing this is. The guy is just awesome. There is nothing uh, that this guy does that I don't, or that I, that, that I dislike. I, I, I've loved everything this guy has done. And it seems as he gets further and further uh, along into his life. He's getting that much more biting and cutting and hilarious and on point. Oh my God, is he great? And, and the, and the way he delivers what he's uh, thought and then written down and then, okay, this is where I'm going to go with this. It's so fucking sweet. Oh my God. Does he have a way of making a point? I cannot stress this enough. You must watch. If you don't uh, have Netflix, get it and watch Dave Chappelle, The Closer. Uh, filmed in beautiful Detroit. He loves Detroit. He d- does a bit about um, what he likes about uh, women. And uh, I- I'll probably spoil a little bit of this. He lives in a small community in Ohio. And the bit is, um, why do you live in this small uh, community in Ohio? I think it's called Yellow Springs or something like that. And he goes, I'll tell you why I live. I live in a small little town because they have the most beautiful women on the planet in this town. And there's like a population of like 700 people in this town where he lives. And then, uh, and, and you're like, wait, what? He goes, because I love white women with dirty feet. And then it just takes off from there and fucking a God, it, uh, this is a perfect example of, um, like when I'm watching it, I didn't really laugh. I, cause whenever I'm really engaged in something fantastic, I don't actually sit there and crack up laughing. I'm more like, Oh man, because you know, I've seen a lot of shit that has made me laugh over the years. So it's just, um, I just grin and just am in awe and just happy 
when I see someone doing with such expertise something that he does and everything's landing and everything's spectacular and the audience is so into it and I it's, I, I don't necessarily sit there and laugh. I just am in awe of the of the hit rate on all of these fucking jokes. And then he uh he doesn't okay there's been a lot of talk about Dave Chappelle and um, him and the uh, uh, controversy he's caused amongst gay people and people who are uh, transgendered. And you you just got to hear him explain himself and talk about how he feels the way he feels and the way he does it. Uh, it holy shit. It, uh, it, it is just, ridiculously effective, funny, on point, charming. I don't know how you can be a member of that community and take offense, like actually really be upset wanting him canceled after you hear what the fucking man has to say. If you would just give him the time and and hear him out on this, you'd understand what the fuck he's getting at. And I'm just so happy that the world uh, it does not do what it does to people who speak their minds in the way that he has. And I don't know, maybe it's because he's so much better at it. The, the, the thoughtful way at which he is speaking his piece about how he feels about people in the LGBTQ plus whatever. I think I got it all, all there, uh, community and fucking a, I mean, he, uh, he, he says some really, uh, um, uh, offensive things that I, I I guess they can be offended by it because he says nasty words and refers to people as things like dyke and tells them to suck his dick and shit like that. But it's fucking great. And I, and I uh, that actually, I did burst out laughing at the things he says to these poor people. Anyway, I don't want to say poor people because he talks about how successful their movement has been. And then he talks about at length about how he loves uh, gay people, um, but not the new age gay people. And that's all I am going to say about this because I am not qualified to say anything else. You must watch it. Of all the things I've watched recently, and I don't really watch a whole ton of stuff to be honest with you, but uh, uh, I I can say unequivocally that um, I think it is absolutely brilliant. How about this? Jonah Hill um, is kind of a fucking twat. He has uh, transformed his body and he posts pictures of him looking strong and fit and energetic on his Instagram. Okay. And I think it kind of goes without saying that, that if at some point in your life, if you are massively overweight and then, I mean, it's one thing if you lose a little bit of weight, you have to be careful if you go up to a person and say, oh my God, you look great because you know, people are sensitive and they might be like, well, did I look like shit before? And well, yeah, maybe you did. But now you're, you, who gives a shit about that? Because now you look great. Now it looks like you're really working hard. It, it's difficult because nowadays people uh, take that shit like 
it's a it's a bad thing to say. Uh, and so when someone says, oh my God, I, I can't get over the fact you look like, look, at the end of the day, um, you can uh, uh, throw all the uh, uh, equality out in the world, but uh, I mean, if, if everybody had their choice, they wouldn't choose to be in a bad spot health-wise because of their weight. They would choose to be little. They would choose to be fit and trim. You can, I don't give a shit what you tell me. I don't give a shit what you tell me about uh, curvy is beautiful. You, I, I'll show you somebody behind those curves who wishes that they weren't that way. Okay. And I'm not here to indict anybody about anything. I'm just telling you that behind every person who's big, fat, and curvy, deep down, they wish they weren't. Jonah Hill put in the work and now is lean and mean. And you can tell because he posts about it all over his Instagram. There's pictures of him with the shirt off, flexing, look, showing off his tattoos. And uh, he looks like a different guy, you know, and still uh, incredibly uh, 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 skilled in his uh, field of, uh, of acting, things like that, and hosting, whatever it is he may do. But uh, apparently he doesn't like it when people tell him, how good he looks. And apparently he has posted going forward. No one is allowed to make any comments to me, whether they are good or bad about how I look. This article says Jonah Hill politely asks his followers on Instagram not to comment on his body, good or bad. Okay. First of all, if you do that, there is no way that that is going to work out. If you say, hey, I look, I, <laughs> I would like you to no longer make a comment, any comments about my body. I know I'm a public figure and I'm, Incredibly famous and popular. And I know that on my Instagram, I am posting pictures of me and pictures of me with my shirt off. But uh, I am asking that you no longer comment on my body, even if they're good comments or they're bad comments. Well, if you weren't getting bad comments before, you're going to get them now. And uh, the world is full of trolls. So you're going to get even more comments now. So that is the, what a stupid move that is. I mean, if I suddenly said to you guys, look, uh, hey, uh, I don't want you guys to make any more comments about the size of my nose. Oh, my God. That's going to be a problem. That's uh, going to be nose joke after nose joke after nose joke. If Dirk says to me, look, I don't want you to call me out anymore about how stupid I am about uh, because I'm an anti-vaxxer. Um, you know, that's going to be a problem for Dirk. Like there was one time that dumbass said to me, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. And I, I said, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. That's open. That That is a cue to me. That is, I. that's your name is in lights. I'm like, oh my God, you've got a target on your fucking face. If you tell me something, that's why I call him QAnon Dirk because he tells me he's not. That's why I, 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 I said that he beats off to Alex Jones, uh, uh, podcast. Hey man, 
Would you go piss up a rope? I don't really like Alex Jones. I know that. That's why I'm saying it. Because you're. I know it pisses you off. That's the fucking point. That's what a troll does. That's a skill. Consider yourself lucky. You're blessed. You've earned that. So when you tell the world, <laughs> please don't make any comments about my body. Well, Sharon Stone, you know, basic instinct, uh, flashed her muff on screen. Uh, she posted right after that. Can I say you look good? Cause you do with a fire emoji. And then, you know, all the triggered, uh, woke crybabies got so pissed off about this. First of all, who the fuck do you think you are, Jonah Hill? How the fuck can you post pictures of yourself and with your shirt off, showing the world your tattoo, and you were a fat, disgusting, roly-poly piece of shit, and now you're not? Can't, well, who the fuck gets mad when people give them compliments? I'm not going to lie to you. If at some point in time uh, I get in shape, I am going to take every opportunity to show you my guns, okay? I am going to say, guess what I did today? I benched 200 pounds. You're going to know about it because I'm fucking proud of that shit. And if somebody says... Damn, Eric Zane, you're looking fine. I'm going to say, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. That's what normal people do. But this fucking moron says, no, <laughs> no more compliments. I don't want to <laughs> What an asshole. And so these uh, crybaby generation Zers, millennials, uh, uh, fire back because she said something nice to him. What the fuck is going on? You say something nice about somebody and then people say you're, you're an asshole because of that. <laughs> fuck you. The replies, um, said, read the room, Sharon stone. He literally just said, no, Sharon stone. Sheesh. It would be amazing if you could delete this comment and learn how to read. If I'm Sharon Stone, I'm sending pictures, uh, gifs of her when she opened her legs on basic instinct and tag it with Jonah looks so good. Uh, I want to give him some of this. You know, you remember that clip when she, uh, you could actually see the meat. Remember that? It was like, what the, oh my God. Who was that? Michael Douglas? He's like, uh oh. That was incredible. However, one person did point out that she wasn't commenting as, on his body, but just saying he looks good. Well, that's that's commenting on his body. Hill 37 said, I know you mean well, but I kindly ask that you not comment on my body. Good or bad, I want to politely let you know it's not helpful and doesn't feel good. Much respect. What a fucking kook. It doesn't feel good when someone tells you you look good. 
You're a, you're a dick. You are a fucking dick. Wow. This article from page six in the New York post, uh, does not, they're siding with Jonah Hill. But like a kooky Anne at Thanksgiving, 63-year-old Sharon Stone seemingly could not stop herself from paying the unwanted compliment. The super bad star's weight gains and losses have been tabloid and social media fodder over the years. Recently, he was opening up to his fans and friends on social media about his physical and mental health. He posted earlier this year, I don't think I ever took my shirt off in a pool until I was in my mid-30s. <laughs> Even in front of my family and friends probably would have happened sooner if my childhood insecurities weren't exacerbated by years of public mockery about my body by press and interviewers. I'm 37. I finally love and accept myself. You look great, dick. Relax. Ah, this is disgusting. What a pussy. What a horrible human being this is. Dirk writes, looking for attention? Kind of like, hey, WATP, whatever you do, please don't review my little podcast. I'll send you an email asking you not to as well. That is not what happened. It did not happen like that at all. I did not I did not ask him not to review the podcast. That is not at all what happened. You have assumed something, you dirty, filthy scumbag. From earlier, anti-vaxxer Dirk writes, I'm not anti-vaxxer. I'm anti-rushed. It hasn't been rushed. Hasn't been extensively tested. It has been extensively tested. Vaccines. You are an anti-vaxxer. Okay? You always will be. You're a conspiracy theory you're a bloody kook. That's what you are. Rob says he doesn't love himself. No matter how much he says he does, anyone who says they do doesn't. Okay, whatever. Um, Rob talking about Dirk says, point proven, worried about long-term effects, paranoid of the thing that's going to keep you alive. Yeah, Rob. We know he's a lunatic. He always has been. He always will be. He's a he's an absolute kook. We love him, but he uh, is is knocking. He's banging on the door of the Herman Cain household. We all know this to be true. Uh, I hate to do this to you, but I'm cutting out early. I'm gonna be apparently. Doing a third podcast today, The Creep Off. You'll be able to find it at thecreepoffpod.com. Have a good one, folks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, pause in the action, taking a break. I'm not really taking a break. I'm just mentioning the sponsors. Okay? Because at the end of the day, if I don't have sponsors uh, that trust me to peddle their wares, I have no show. Because... If, you know, they like pay me for this shit. Sorry, O'Neal. I just like totally dropped a leg drop on O'Neal. Sorry, buddy. Um, Yeah, you know, I talk about them. They give me cash. You then go to the sponsors. Support the sponsors. It's that simple. You don't support the sponsors. This show just nosedives. 
All right. First one that comes to mind is my pal Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Now, there's about a million one things I can focus on, particularly about Frank, um, that, you know, can help you. But the one that is on top of everybody's mind is the change in the um, law so that now when you have your uh, your insurance from your boss, your your uh, your job, you know, they, they pay for your insurance. It doesn't cost you that much. But if you add in uh, your wife, your three kids, all of a sudden you're in for, I don't know, seven, eight hundred a month. And by the way, it's insurance that your boss picks. You might get the choice of plan, but, you know, there's not a lot of options for you. However, new this year, you can do this and it can save you hundreds. You keep your insurance from your boss, but the rest of your family can get a policy through the marketplace slash Obamacare slash healthcare.gov. You didn't know that, did you? Now, why this is important is, first of all, they can get into a better policy. Second of all, the way the government does this, Obamacare, is they offer a tax subsidy. Translation, they pay for a good portion of your monthly premium. Um, as long as you do not go past a certain income threshold, and it is quite high, frankly. Frank will tell you all about it. Frankly, Frank will tell you all about it. That's what I said. Yep. And uh, then what that means is the um, tax subsidy uh, means you don't pay nearly as much as you would for the uh, premium each month than you would if you were doing it through your employer. That will save you hundreds of dollars a month. All you need to do is go to buyinsurancehere.com and uh, set up an appointment with uh, Frank, either by phone, he'll come to you, it's face-to-face, whatever. Go to the coffee shop, doesn't matter. Uh, Frank will walk you through it every step of the way. You will answer some questions. You pay Frank nothing for this, and off you go. You're welcome. Uh, Frank Fuss, check him out. You go to buyinsurancehere.com, B-U-Y-insurancehere.com. Okay. One more here. Uh, My pal Mario from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. That's Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. I'm talking weird. I feel like I'm drunk. Anywhere in the U.S., get your mortgage from Mario. Mention your old pal EZ. No matter where you are, whatever state you're in, doesn't matter. First mortgage, 10th mortgage, refi, getting cash out of your home so you can buy something like a motorcycle or I don't know, a ring for your mistress, whatever. 231-332-6505. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. All right, back to more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hello, this is Rick from TC Paintball. You're listening to The Eric Zane Show, a show where the host makes the audience create intros, complains about them, and then refuses to play the correct ones. And now, because I'm required to, here's Eric Zane. Now, was that so hard? Welcome in. 
Uh, sometimes when you're trying to hunt someone down via the phone, that can be fun. Earlier today, uh, I tried to get uh, Bill Simonson to join me, and he's ducking me because he knows I'm going to uh, uh, say mean things to his face about a stupid prediction uh, that he made about your Detroit Lions, and it's just been way too long since he's uh, been on the show. But uh, I don't know. I just I got, <clears throat> I got the feeling that he's um he's ducking me. <laughs> All right. Fine. Fine. Kanye West has changed his name. This is really disgusting to me. This is what happens. When you get so damn rich that your brain just becomes mush. To me, there's nothing better than a person who uh, has all the money in the world and they talk uh, just like you and me. Well, probably more like you than me. Uh, You probably have more sense than me. But uh, there, uh, there's something to be said about the ultra-rich person that doesn't uh, believe their own hype. They just live uh, modestly. Who's that one guy? One of the richest men on the planet. Uh, Warren Haynes, or whatever his name is. Jimmy Buffett. Warren Buffett. I knew that. It was a screw with you. Warren Buffett. Doesn't that guy live very meagerly? Warren Buffett. Uh, the Oracle of Omaha. Is that what he's known as? I actually know more about this guy than I thought I even knew. I know his nickname for God's sake. Uh, money hasn't destroyed that man. And too often, uh, money makes you just do stupid things. Act like an asshole. Okay? I don't need money to act like an asshole. I just generally act like an asshole. You know? That's kind of why you're here, right? This fucker uh, is, has changed his name. What, who was Kanye West is now known, and I say it like this, Y-E, because I'm not positive how he pronounces it. How he pronounces it. So uh, Kanye, the last two letters are Y and E, Kanye. Does that mean now? He is just yay, or is that ye, or yeah? If it was yay, wouldn't he write it out as uh, Y-A-Y, yay, instead of the stupid way to pronounce uh, yay, Y-E? I don't know. So, you know, if you were to ask him, let's just say, for the sake of this discussion, he was sitting right here and I said, hey, how do you pronounce this? I wouldn't just get him answering me. He wouldn't just say yay or ye or yeah. He'd give me a long-winded, uh, too thoughtful answer on something that requires really no thought. Just, I don't, I don't give a shit. Just tell me how the fuck are we supposed to pronounce this and why? 
What's the uh, reasoning behind it? Like when Chin, up uh, Chins. I almost I called Prince Chintz. I combined Prince and changed and gave you Chintz. Fuck me. When Prince changed his name to a symbol, that was over a dispute with the record company. This is not the case with West. Uh, this dick petitioned the court on August 24th, citing personal reasons for the change. This is not the easiest thing in the world to do to, do to change your name. There is, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of red tape you have to go through. Man, what the fuck? Of all the things in the world to spend your time on, you're so incredibly rich that you're wasting all of this time and energy on changing your fucking name. And what does that even do? A Los Angeles judge yesterday approved the request of the rapper, producer, and fashion designer to legally change his name to just yay with no middle or last name. So now if anybody calls him Kanye, does that mean that, you know, he's going to have a temper tantrum or some shit like that? He's 44 years old. My God. Uh, he's called himself yay on his social media pages for years. He tweeted in 2018 that he wanted wanted the change saying the being formal. Okay. The being formerly known as Kanye West. I am yay. Ah, what an embarrassment to, to uh, think of yourself in such a, uh, preposterous way uh the pretentiousness that goes along with that this inflated view of yourself my god okay while i have you here i don't uh it's like i've been enjoying these chips and you're probably like what is he doing is he doing a commercial for these chips these will change your life and this is not a commercial i just said you know my god i love these so much I eat so many fucking bags of these chips and uh, they sell them at my Costco. And I don't know if they sell them at your Costco, but if they do, you must buy these fucking things. The brand is called food should taste good. And look, it says multi-grain tortilla chips. And they look like that. That I think that's an octagon shape, right? And they got the little uh, guac on there and I don't eat them with anything. And all these little uh, black little flecks, those are like sesame seed and flax seeds. So it says baked in flax seeds, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, and quinoa. So this shit they, they claim is good for you. And I don't give a shit about any of that because they taste so fucking good. I don't care if these things are good for me. And let's be honest, it's full of carbohydrate calories, so... Uh, you know, it's probably not the best thing. And I eat these, uh, I eat the shit out of these things. Oh, salted perfectly. Oh man. I highly recommend those. Kyler says, yeah, those on spinach dip are dangerous. Uh, Tarantula Farmer says, who cares about Kanye or Ye? Look at Bruce with Bruce being all on his back. Uh, as of right now, though, he has rolled back onto his side. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
too many Weight Watcher points. Patriot Nick writes, speaking of chips, Eric, do you still have the one chip challenge? Okay, I do, and I just handled them yesterday in the box and put them, because I was cleaning out this closet behind me. And uh, so it is in is in a garbage bag destined for the can outside, but not yet outside. So I can still dig them out of this plastic bag that's still in my house. If anybody wants those fucking things, I will give them to whomever. All right? I do not want those in my house, Sam I am. So whoever I'll I'm not gonna mail it to you, but if you want it, I'll some well, maybe I'll mail it to you. I gotta shit, I owe Adam Knapp a record. I gotta mail him the freaking he's like, I gave up. I gotta do so much shit. I did send Saul his money though, and I did pay uh pay Andrea and Jason yesterday via Venmo, and I did pay Kenny. So I'm I'm knocking them off one after the other. Rob says you should see if the chip lights up when you put a match to it. Uh, Adam says hand them out as Halloween candy. Oh, boy. No, thanks. No, thanks. All right. Hang on. You drink water. It's just beautiful here in Michigan. The temperature is just perfect. It's cold in the morning, but it is absolutely awesome. Beautiful. Uh, the Duchess says, I hope you donated the $25 from Smarter Than a uh, Drug Dealer Trivia to AT. Well, hell yeah, I did. Uh, Saul wanted his cash, though. I sent Saul his cash. I don't ever want you guys to feel bad if any of you say, ah, send me the money. That's what it's there for. That would be criminal if a kid got into the one chip challenge. Adam says, I have my first appointment since my surgery later on today. My chip is ready and waiting on their approval. What are you doing? Okay. So I teased this story on the free podcast. Boy, this is, uh, this really backfired. This kid and you know, I hate to judge a book by his cover, but, uh, This is a weird-looking kid. Long, crazy-ass hair. He's skinny as shit. He just looks like a guy that would do something like this. Uh, He said originally that the reason why he made a Columbine-style school shooting threat last month was to uh, get school canceled. The plan backfired, though. For Daniel Dakota Weber, 17-year-old, he was arrested on September 24th for allegedly vowing to launch the attack on Lorena High School, where he is a senior. Uh, cops tracked it down. They got a warrant to search his phone. They're like, all right, let's see if you made the call. And they, of course, found that out. But how would you like to be the cop who uh, grabs the phone And then uh, while he's investigating, analyzed the device and uh, found it contained several videos of Daniel Dakota Weber having sex with a dog in a motel room. According to the arrest affidavit reviewed by uh, the uh, paper in Waco, Texas, 
Uh, Weber told the cops he made the threat on Instagram because he wanted school to be canceled for the day. Uh, that's when they got the warrant to go after him. His bond was raised from $15,000 to $20,000 for the bestiality charge. In Texas, bestiality is punishable by up to two years in state prison. Uh, much too short for my liking. He should get uh, much more than that. But So if you're Daniel Dakota Weber, what started out as a not-so-well-thought-out plan to get out of school by threatening a school shooting... And then uh, you can very easily, you know, uh, avoid that uh, trouble by, first of all, not doing that. Second of all, maybe do it uh, and and not on Instagram, for God's sake. But uh, forget that once they determine that um, you didn't really mean it and you're just an idiot and no doubt facing charges for that. But now you have to deal with having sex with a dog. So let's just uh, look back. Uh, One day before, he was just a uh, jilted kid going to school and didn't want to go to school anymore. The next day, everybody knows he's a dog fucker. So if this kid, I mean, there there are people in the school that might have been friends with this kid. Uh, Probably not. You know the type. You see, every time I hear about uh, uh, there should be no bullying in school, I, you know, 99% of the time I agree with that, but then I'm like, well, now wait a minute. Uh, this one probably is worth bullying. There, there could be some, uh, an argument to be made that it's okay to bully the kid who abuses animals and has sex with dogs, right? All right. So I went ahead and uh, looked up this school, Lorena High School, and I see where it is. And I'm not going to call the school itself um, because that usually results in a lot of dead ends. But if I I'm, I, was, I was looking at the map of the school and around the school, there's various uh, restaurants, fast food restaurants and places like that that are right near within a quarter mile, half mile away from this school. So the idea is make some phone calls to these businesses and see if any of these people know this dog fucker. So I figured we'd get to the bottom of that. Thank you for calling Sonic and Lorena. This is Jill. May I help you? Hi, Jill. Um, this is Eric Zane from the Eric Zane show podcast. Do you, okay. uh, are you familiar with the Daniel Dakota Weber story? Okay. Are you familiar with that story at Lorena high school? Yes, unfortunately. Oh, my gosh. I'm uh, just calling to get the pulse of the community. Um, What are your thoughts on this? It's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it was bad enough about blowing up the school, but then you get the animals involved. What the hell? Right. Have you uh, ever served him at Sonic? No. Okay, so you don't recognize that. So if he came in looking for a burger, what would you do? Would you serve him? I would have to. Oh God, that's a tough, that's a tough thing. You'd probably want to spit on the food. Uh, Yeah, but you can't do that. No, no, no. I get it. Okay. Hey, thank you for the time. Yes, sir. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Hey, how are you? Is this uh, the, the chicken place? Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry to bother you. Hey, this is Eric Zane. I'm uh, on the Eric Zane show podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was just calling doing some, uh, pulse of the city investigation about this kid uh, daniel dakota weber from lorena high school oh yeah i don't i don't know who that is oh okay all right he was some kid who uh, uh he was he threatened to blow up the school and then they went to his phone they found pictures of him having sex with a dog 
Okay, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. What the you didn't hear that? Okay, probably best. Okay, well, if you see a scraggly-looking kid uh, uh, who looks like he likes to have sex with dogs, don't serve him. Oh, okay. All right, thanks. You see Hi, how are you? Good. Hey, sorry to bother you. This is Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast calling you. And I was uh, doing some follow-up, Pulse of the City, on uh, Daniel Dakota Weber from Lorena High School. Have you been following that story? Hello? Yeah, hey, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Do you know this story of Daniel Dakota Weber? I don't know why. Well, he was the guy who at the high school. Did you hear that annoyance? All right. That was, I don't know why. Hear me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Do you know this story of Daniel Dakota Weber? I don't know why. Well, he was the guy who at the high school, he threatened to blow up the school. And when the cops looked at his phone, they saw pictures of him having sex with a dog. Okay. Yeah. So I was just kind of like uh, seeing if uh, you knew anything about it. Maybe uh, if you had any input about this uh, ridiculous story. Oh, no. I have no idea. Okay. So if you see a guy coming in there that looks like he has sex with a dog, uh, are you going to serve him? Or are you, I mean, what are you going to do? Well, I wouldn't know what a guy like that looks like because I have no idea. Okay. Like, well, he's, he's, uh, he's white. He's got stupid hair. And... Uh, I don't know. He just looks like some of the like a guy. If you see, if you if you have an inkling that the, someone has sex with a dog, I want you to throw him right out of there. I'm sorry. Are you calling the right location? This is a restaurant. Yeah, I know, I know. But you're uh, right by the high school, right? Oh, okay. So you're oh, you're just warning us. Yeah, I'm letting you know that if this guy comes in there looking for some food and he, you know, and he, he uh, uh, you know, down the road, he's going to try to blend back in. Just know that he has sex with a dog. Oh, wow. Uh, what is he wearing? Do you know? Well, I don't know what he's wearing right now. I'm just telling you, it's a news story. So, you know, it's kind of big over in, in the, it was in the Waco Tribune Herald. So, uh, Daniel Dakota Weber is his name. He was arrested in the end of September. Daniel Dakota, right? Weber. Correct. Look it up. Look it up. Daniel Dakota Weber? Correct. Okay, let me look here, man. Yep, you look it up and you'll see a picture of this guy. And if you recognize him, you'll be like, hey, he's been in here before. I know exactly who he is. The reason why I figured is because it's close uh, to... Th- he's young? Yes, he is young. He uh, he's, he's, he wanted to get off school, so he called in a like, a, uh, like he was going to shoot up the school. He called in a threat. Police figured it out. They checked his phone and they found pictures of him doing gross things with a dog. And he's right. Oh, wow. he's right by you. So, you know... Okay. Oh, uh, well, thank you for letting us know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what's the special today? Uh, we have uh, Christy Taco Play, and we also have the... Oh, we have the Christy Taco Play and the Beef Fajita Play today. So you're telling me if I spend 10 bucks, I can get a great lunch? I think so. Okay, well, I love it. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, watch out for the guy who has sex with dogs. Okay. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's it. Um. During that, uh, mother hen 
uh, Kate in New Jersey wrote, she sounds too young for this conversation with Eric. Oh, no, no. She was completely old enough for that conversation with Eric. It was a warning. Poor girl. LOL. Eric, that was creepy. That was creepy, Eric. Screw you. Stop it, Eric. The fuck it was. What? I mean, she didn't even know about it. What is? I didn't have sex with the dog. All I did, that's the equivalent of her reading the newspaper, me informing this kid, uh, this young lady. I don't even know how the fuck old she is. You're sitting there assuming she's like a, a 10-year-old for fuck's sake. And I'm just telling you that that wasn't a big deal. She's a child, Eric. I didn't, what did I do? Just because I called and said, look out for this kid. She even looked it up right there on her phone. It's like, holy fuck, look at, yeah, I see him, he's young. Holy shit. So she should be thanking me. Uh, yeah, she's could be a teenager, I'm guessing. Uh, 18, 19 years old. Maybe 17, maybe 16. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck about her age? I'm calling to warn her. You guys are making it seem like I'm saying, yeah, okay, hey, let's go have sex with, uh, with a dog. Would you want someone to discuss this with Maddie? I didn't discuss anything, Kate. I warned her. I would, okay, would you want someone to discuss this with Maddie? If there was a guy who's a dog fucker that is uh, in the room next door to Maddie, I absolutely would want a stranger to inform her that there's a dog fucker in the room next door so she can avoid said dog fucker. Okay? I did not have sex with the dog, and I didn't make her do anything that she didn't want to do to call her out of the blue at her job. Who gives a fuck? It's a public place. You can, you, you got to warn these people. I, don't uh, kill me. I'm the messenger. Melissa says he saved her dog's innocence, Kate. See, Melissa gets it. Kate and her stupid bleeding heart. My God. Uh, Eric, I feel this is a conversation that can only happen properly over the phone. There you go. That's what Nick says. Uh, Kenny writes, what if the guy was planning on going there today and asking that girl out? Now she knows better. Perfect. See? Oh my God. Stop it. Eric saying. Unbelievable. Okay. So, uh, you are uh, hanging out with your newlywed, your bride at your hunting, at your uh, honeymoon. And well, uh, you end up, uh, you know, maybe uh, wandering away from the fire. You're sitting there at a, at a, like a, a wilderness setting for your honeymoon, which does happen. You know, maybe, maybe people m- might want to get away from it. All this one happened in, uh, Ukraine's Carpathian mountains. Um, and a uh, husband of the bride husband team, newly minted, uh, couple, Decides to uh, walk away from the fire for a minute. So I don't know. Have a smoke. Maybe go get another white claw or something like that. Uh, this was a belated honeymoon for Lydia and Norbert. Okay. Uh, one lady's uh, Ukrainian. The other one's Hungarian. They share a home in the UK and they traveled to Central Europe for their honeymoon. 
Um, believe it or not, while they were there, there was some um, other family members that were part of the festivities, the uh, brothers of the bride. Okay. Well, uh, Norbert, the husband, uh, left the bonfire. Uh, it says to actually retrieve his camera. And uh, while he was that distance away, ah, something went wrong. You know, a 100-plus-year-old uh, bomb went off. They had uh, had their campsite where they were having the fire was uh, right in the same spot as a World War bomb that had not detonated was in the earth. And just a freaking uh, crazy-ass scenario, the bomb went off. Oh, my God. I ran to the bonfire as fast as I could, screaming, Lydia, my wife's name, said uh, Norbert, uh, and, uh, uh, and his wife was badly injured, shrapnel having ripped through her legs, hands, and left eye. Oh, God. Uh, the woman's brother, Miroslav, he was 29. He died. Uh, and another dude died. It took the, uh, they were so far out in the wilderness, it took an hour and a half for medical personnel to get to the scene. Holy shit. Ugh. That's it. There's nothing more to this story. Just a fucking bomb went off. The bomb thought to have been planted during the Brusilov Offensive uh, in 1916 uh, tore through the party of 12 in Ukraine's Carpathian Mountains last month. Oh, God. Stories always break my heart. Somebody just gets married and then something terrible happens, like like accident as they're on the way to the honeymoon or something like that. Ugh. I don't even know why I'm telling you this story. This is horrible. I can't even make a joke anywhere. What is my problem? I better call that kid up and ask her more about the dog fucker. Jesus. All right. Uh, Paul McCartney has been in the news on this show in the uh, in the past several days. And uh, this one doesn't have anything to do with the feud with the Rolling Stones. But um, I do see an article in the Insider that talks about uh, the first time he smoked pot. The story goes that uh, Bob Dylan introduced the Beatles to pot. And uh, according to an article, uh, this is actually an excerpt of his forthcoming memoir that was published in the Times of London. McCartney tells in this memoir the first, when the Beatles were introduced to pot. It happened in a New York hotel room. Bob Dylan was there. It's all his fault. By the way, McCartney, uh, later on in this article, says, I've been smoking pot, uh, well, that whole time. From then all the way to just a few years ago is when he finally stopped smoking pot. According to Paul, quote, what happened? We were in a hotel suite, summer of 1964. Bob Dylan shows up with his roadie. He just released another side of Bob Dylan. I don't know what that is. That's a book, song, who knows. We're just drinking as usual, having a little party. We ordered drinks from room service. Scotch and Coke and French wine were our thing back then. And then Bob Dylan disappeared. McCartney, 
uh, wrote that Ringo disappeared a short time after that. And then Ringo comes walking back. Now, in, in this image uh, in my head, they're all wearing matching suits, you know, mop tops, young. Uh, McCartney says, well, Ringo was looking a bit strange. He said, I've just been with Bob Dylan and he's got pot or whatever we called it then. McCartney recalls. And we said, oh, what's it like? And Ringo said, well, the ceiling's kind of moving. It's sort of coming down. (laughs) And that was enough. After Ringo said that, the other uh, the other three of us all leapt into the back room where Bob Dylan was, and he gave us a puff on that joint. McCartney continued to write that he and his bandmates quote kept puffing away after their first hit because they didn't feel any reaction, <laughs> which ultimately enhanced their experience. Now you know Bob Dylan was probably very. Uh, a lot of experience in this at that time while they kept like ripping on this thing. They're probably, he's probably like, Oh boy, I should tell him, but you know, that's going to take a minute or two. Suddenly it was working. Paul says, and we were giggling, laughing at each other. I remember George trying to get away and I was sort of running after him. (laughs) It was hilarious. Like a cartoon chase. We thought, wow, this is pretty amazing stuff. And so it became part of our repertoire from that point on. Uh, McCartney concluded by explaining how the band acquired their own weed thereafter. To tell the truth, it just showed up. He said there was there were certain people you could get it from. You just had to know who had it. Throughout the years, he's been one of the most prominent weed smokers in the 80s. For example, he was notably arrested while touring in Japan when customs officials discovered half of a pound of pot in his luggage. McCartney spent 10 nights in Japanese prison before being released and deported from Japan. Uh, But he said in 2015, he quit smoking. Unbelievable. I remember um, when I was in high school, such dorks, we decided that um, we wanted to take caffeine pills. And similarly, I took a caffeine pill and I didn't feel any different. So I kept eating them like a lot of them. And then when they've really started to affect me, I can't, I'll never forget how sick I got because uh, I mean, you got to fucking wait. Oh, I was awake for like two days after that. It was really ridiculous. Now Rob says they, uh, They upgraded to acid later on. All right. Unbelievable. Apparently, did I have static on the microphone? I apologize if I did. Uh, It sounded good on my end. Sorry. It happens. Uh, Don't know what causes it. It might be a bad mic cable. It might be. Will uh, Will I do anything with it? Probably not. All right. Okay, folks. I appreciate you. That's going to do it. Patreon bonus podcast. Until next time, I thank you. Talk to you down the road. Bye-bye. Pause in the action on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. A&E, heating and cooling. I just got a... uh,
A uh, message from Dono. This is the dude who took me to the Lions game last year. I love that guy so much. Actually, I took him to the Lions game, but he got me a ticket. Uh, Don always goes out of his way to support the sponsors. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That keeps me in business, baby. A and E, heating and cooling. $79 furnace tune-up. Don't believe the hype by the other losers in town that are offering you this for $29 or $49 because once you get in there, they're going to set the hook and they're going to tell you that your shit's broke and that you need to replace the whole thing because they're dicks. Uh, Joe will tune up your furnace and say, yeah, you got a lot of life in this thing. 79 bucks. There you go. You're not getting ripped off like those scumbags. A and E heating and cooling 616-516-8579. Thank you. Joe Martinez. Also Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV. How about them? Legends in West Michigan. Um, family veteran lady owned a prettiest set of smiles. You'll see when you walk into there. Oh my God. What a team mother, daughter, 616-532-6600 for Irvine's ER Vines. That's ervines.com. They're the best. No matter where you're on West Michigan, get your car to Irvine's for scheduled maintenance, preventative maintenance. If the thing goes kablooey, uh, also, don't forget, EV hybrids. They're number one. The dealers send the cars to Irvine's. 616-532-6600 for Irvine's. Okay, more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Your old pal Eric Zane has breaking news. Mm-hmm. Hello, this is Kate from New Jersey. When I'm not hanging out at the beach, telling people off. When I'm not hanging out at the beach, or telling people off, I'm listening to the Eric St. Joe podcast. And now, he's the star of the show. Hi, this is Kate, otherwise known as the Duchess of New Jersey. When I'm not busy hanging out at the beach, telling people, telling off. people off, or watching someone pump gas for me, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. It's riveting. And now, I'd like to introduce the star of the show, Eric Zane. It's riveting. Yeah. So, I don't see her in the chat right now, so she'll have to get that later. Apparently, something's going down. In Florida concerning Brian Laundry. Chris and Roberta Laundry, the mom and dad of Dude, uh, ventured into Florida's, I can't say it, Maya Cachi, Maya Cahatchee. I think I said that right. Maya Cahatchee Creek. Environmental Park early today where Fox News Digital saw a cop tell parents that law enforcement, quote, might have found something. 
Steve Bertolino, who represents the Laundry family, would not comment when asked by Fox News Digital if the laundries were at the park at the request of law enforcement. Well, what? what, yeah, what of course they're there because of law enforcement. Do you think they're just, ah, let's take a walk. Um, the laundries have claimed their son went to that park on September 13th, the day he was last seen. Uh, they were, they left their home just before 17 this morning for that place where two men in hiking gear, including at least one who had later identified himself as a cop, began trailing behind them. The laundries and one of the men appeared to discuss a discovery before the parents left the park, which was then closed to the media and the public. Whoa. In a worldwide exclusive video obtained by Fox News Digital shows the laundries and the cop huddling and speaking as the officer appears to show the couple an unknown discovery. The officer appeared to tell the parents, I think we might have found something. I don't know if they red lips or whatever, or if you could hear that during their time inside, Chris laundry could be seen continually moving in and out of areas of the brush. After a short while, he and Roberta laundry separated with Chris and the two men moving into the brush on the left side of the trail for approximately 12 minutes. Dad returned without law enforcement and the couple continued on the laundries later discovered a white bag and a dark colored object after traveling through a patch of brambles at the edge of the brush at a clearing. They then could be seen putting the object into the bag and handing it over to the cops shortly thereafter, who later took it from them. Well, this all seems like they've doesn't seem like they're doing geocaching or anything like that or fucking Pokemon go. On their way out of the park, the couple made a phone call and then received a call. There they were soon joined by the cop who could be seen uh, patting Chris Laundry's shoulder as he huddled with the couple. That's when the cop is saying, your murdering son is dead. The couple left the park at 8.45 a.m. and appeared emotional when confronted by protesters there. Oh, man, you know, that was awkward. So basically, since this maniac... Uh, killed uh, Gabby Petito. People have just been hounding the mom and dad. Uh, meanwhile, about a dozen, I'm of course assuming everything, but I think I'm safe in that assumption that this, uh, this maniac has been located. Meanwhile, about a dozen cops and approximately six people in plain clothes could be seen entering the park with several police or unmarked vehicles and gators. Seen entering, not alligators, like those, you know, fucking, I don't know, were they super go-karts? I don't know. Jason Mays would know what a gator is. The Northport Mobile Command Center arrived at the park shortly after 10.30 a.m. local time. The laundries returned home shortly thereafter. A spokesman for Northport Police Department referred Fox News Digital to the FBI for comment. And the FBI wouldn't say nothing. Oh boy. While that investigation is going on, I was conducting my own investigation around the household here. Uh, something we talked about on the free podcast. And that would be uh, the NFK's tendency to, you know, heat up fettuccine Alfredo 
eat it out of the container and then uh, very lazily wipe the inside of the container with a paper towel and put it back into the clean drawer where the uh, Tupperware is. Um, that, uh, that was warranted, uh, that warranted an immediate response. I had to say something I can't allow. I cannot believe it's been 15 months and this has been going on. And I'm just now, uh, uh, coming to the realization that this is a thing. So I'm like, Hey, um, and I always have to approach these moments like this, with that degree of sensitivity. Now, what I want to do, this is what I want to do. Now, this is therapy for me because then I get it out of my head. What I want to do is rush up to him and bash him in the face with the Tupperware as hard as I can and scream, what type of sick son of a bitch would put this after he eats out of it back into the clean drawer? What? What the fuck is going on in your brain that's making you think that that is acceptable? This is not Haiti. We have a sink that has water and a fucking dishwasher. And you don't even need to put it in there. I don't give a shit. Just put it in the sink and then I'll know and then I'll put it in. But why? Why the fuck would you think it would be appropriate to take a fucking paper towel and wipey wipey and put that back that is beyond fucked oh my god what is it with just basic cleanliness in this dude my god (sighs) oh so i said uh hey uh and and again i have to have this approach this has to be my approach. I go, hey, Kevy, um, yeah, yeah, what's up? Yeah, shit, fuck. Um, yeah, hey, can you do me a favor? And then he knows it's coming whenever I start with that. And he's like, yeah. And he, I, because I usually have to, whenever I have to explain something to him, I get kind of a, a, a generalized, uh, a fr- uh, fuck you attitude in his response. Now, if I did that, uh, and someone told me that I would be like, Oh, um, yeah, you're right. I am so sorry. But he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And just kind of like snottily answers me. So, uh, in order to keep this above, above board, I go, Hey, um, can you do me a favor? So, you know, those, these can, I'm holding the container and I go, you know, these containers that you put your food in and then you put in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. When you're done eating out of those, you'd, don't bother wiping it out and putting it back in the drawer. Just put it in the sink and I'll take care of it. You don't have to do anything. Just set it right in the sink. Do not put it back in the drawer. Now I couldn't be more clear. We will see if this works because there have been many times that I have said things to him that are the simplest things. And, uh, it, it just, it just doesn't happen. And, 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 you know, this guy is all about rituals. So I'm like, well, let's add these things to the ritual. Let's mix in asshole washing and hand washing and, and just generally not being so disgusting. Can we, I mean, we have to, I have to take care of you for decades, decades. And I'm glad to do it. I'm beyond excited 
it's fine. I'm, it's okay. You know, oh, what's mine is yours. But for fuck's sake, will you please wash your asshole more regularly and not do gross shit that I keep telling you not to do? Uh, Rob writes, was the original Doobie Brothers house condemned and demolished? Yes, it was. Actually torn to the ground. Um, the house that they... Okay, it's worth repeating. Diana's dad lived in a really, really expensive part of town. But he was not wealthy. But many decades ago, he bought this house and uh, paid it off quickly by working two jobs. Birmingham, Michigan is like the richest neighborhood in all of the state. If you have any property in Michigan, I mean in Birmingham, Michigan, just the property alone is worth a ton. He dies. The home is now David and Kevin and Diana's. Diana made the mistake of not making them buy her out because they wanted to continue living in that home. She was, ah, nah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, then they destroyed the home, you know. And then Diana, uh, we got them out of there finally. And then my dad repaired the home. And then the home, for whatever reason, I think we it was sold on a short sale. So like not nearly as much as it was worth. The bank bought it and then sold it to some builder who then fucking ripped it to the ground. And the house that's on it now on the piece of property now is like a $800,000 house. Diana got smoked on the deal. It was awful. So they just destroyed that house. It was so bad. And I remember screaming at these two knuckleheads for how they lived. I was like, you, I mean, this is fucking ridiculous. Horrible. Rob says, just hearing this makes me want to take a shower right now. Yeah, tell me about it. I got to live with him, man. Rob says, I was just joking around. Then whammo. No, yeah. Ripped it to the ground. The bank bought it and just destroyed it. Okay, hang on. If they would have... um. Um, not let that house go into foreclosure and just took care of it. They could have sold the house to a builder who would have torn it down and built another house on it. Cause it was a really old house, but they could have sold it for uh, probably about $350,000. That's why I don't feel bad when he says I'll pay for the groceries. Okay. All right, but I digress. You ever uh, see these stories about people um, scamming the elderly on romance schemes? You get uh, an old person, um, gets into an online type of relationship with someone. They think it's the greatest thing in the world. And then they're really dealing with a scam artist who's going to steal their money. I think I know someone who was involved in one of these. Who was that? Was it a listener's relative? Is this ringing a bell with any of you? I cannot remember, but there was, um, 
who was it? Shit. Someone in my circle has a mother who whose mother is in a relationship with a scam artist who's just, you know, uh, hey, I need money. And then, you know, doing it that way. Well, the FBI has finally been able to uh, make some headway. I'm looking at a picture of all these guys that look like Charlie Murphy, darkness, in handcuffs. Nearly 35 Nigerians have been charged by the Federal Bureau of Investigation in a pair of unsealed indictments accusing the suspects of defrauding victims out of at least $17 million. You know, if an old person gets involved romantically with one of these people, um, the rest of the family is going to try to talk them out of it. They're not going to hear you because they're convinced that the person on the other side of the computer uh, is their true found love. It's really sad, actually. You just want to smack the shit out of them for uh, believing something that's so stupid. It's almost like, um, uh, you know, if there's a way you could uh, maybe somehow um, uh, get ahead of this by explaining to the elderly that, hey, uh, this is a thing and let them know before they start to get like feelings for some Nigerian on the other side of the Internet world. Probably a good move. Part of me, uh, whenever I see these stories, I want to uh, I want to just say that the person is stupid. But you got to understand the, the the elderly don't think the same as when they did even like just a handful of years prior. You know, I can, I can, I understand. A uh, total of uh, the, uh, or I should say the suspects reportedly stole money from the elderly using romance scams, investment fraud, and business email compromises. A total of 34 Nigerians were indicted by federal grand juries in the northern and eastern districts of Texas. Always Nigerians, though. Is it, how come we don't hear about this from the Somalis or the Ethiopians or the Kenyans, you know? It's like each different uh, uh, African nation is, is known for something different, like uh, Somalians are known for starving. And uh, Kenyans are known for running, but the Nigerians, you know, they hang their hat on romance scams. The suspects range from 23 to 53 years old and include ladies as well. 11 suspects were indicted uh, while the remaining individuals were indicted in, uh, in another district. According to the Northern District's indictment, the 11 suspects targeted the elderly on dating sites like uh, Match.com, Christian Mingle, Jay Swipe, and Plenty of Fish using fake identities. So very mainstream. After earning the victim's trust, the defendants allegedly lied about needing money for various reasons and taking money out of the victim's accounts. Tens of thousands of dollars at a time. Do any of your folks, uh, any of you listen to this show, any of your folks go on dating sites? Right, not all of you have a, date, have a, a, a wife backup like I do. Like, I, I'm not kidding you. I already have my wife backup. I have the endorsement of my wife. I know this sounds weird. I have the endorsement of my wife and my kids have already endorsed that Mrs. Velt is going to be my wife because I'm not going to grow up alone. Grow up. 
I'm not going to grow old alone. If, in the unlikely event that something ridiculous were to happen to my sweet wife, well, you know, you have mourning period for extended time, but then I am going to marry Mrs. Velt. And everybody's on board. She's on board. Diana's on board. The kids are on board. So it'll be Sherry and Eric if anything happens to Pooh Bear. Okay? Now, that's going to be weird. It's going to be a real adjustment. But damn it, you need companionship. So that's, I mean, I have a wife backup. It's like I have two wives, except I can't really touch one. I'm not even kidding. Uh, crimes like these are especially despicable because they rely not only on victims' lack of internet savvy, but also their isolation, their loneliness, and sometimes their grief. Oh, this is so sad. As the victims open their hearts, the, per the perpetrators open their wallets, said acting U.S. Attorney Parak Shahs. The only mistake these victims make is being generous to the wrong people. All 11 suspects were arrested during a large-scale operation. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, they have been charged with multiple financial crimes, including conspiracy to commit wire fraud, blah, 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 blah. An additional 23 Nigerians were arrested and indicted in the, uh, in the area on similar charges. Uh, at least $17 million. Wow. The FBI says that more than 20,000 people lost more than $600 million. Wow. In romance scams last year. In both indictments, the defendants faced 20 years in federal prison. Those charged with money laundering conspiracy faced an additional 10 years in federal prison. Holy. Hmm. Stevie says, man, I have so many questions. Okay. Fire away. Fire away on my backup arranged marriage. Uh, let's see. The Duchess writes, I am the president of my local civic association. Lots of seniors. All of them are targeted weekly, some daily. Stevie says, I also control my mom's checkbook. So it won't happen to my mom. Good. Stevie says, is Mr. Velt on board? Mr. Velt is no longer in the picture. Mr. Velt is uh, not affiliated with Mrs. Velt in any way. So Mrs. Velt is, in fact, single. Dirk says, you might as well bring Sherry into the bedroom so Pooh can show her what you like. Oh, they'd like that. They would like that. And I said, no, I don't think that's a good idea. I am not on board with that. Um, Stevie, you've been at the house when Mrs. Velt was there. Stevie probably met her. Uh, let's see. Will this be a thruple? No. No. It's just, it's completely very good friend of the family who, uh, if she would be a wonderful companion for me, it's already been taken care of. It's like an arranged backup marriage. That's exactly what this is. Uh, Kevin says you can look, you just can't touch. Don't want to. I have a wife. Uh, let's see. Get her on the podcast says Adam. 
Yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. I can't just spring that on her. Rob says, do you get a test drive? No, I don't get a test drive. I'm not marrying her for sex, you fucking moron. If she meets someone else, well, then that would be a bummer. I would have to find, I would be back to square one, which is all hypothetical. uh, Diana is probably going to outlive me anyway. Andrea's mom goes on dating sites. She says she's super careful. Yeah, be, as long as she isn't involved with someone who tries to steal her money. Well, you know, I'd be a bummer for the person on the other end because I know ultimately they'd have to answer to you and you would hunt them down. And that is a place that I don't think that they want to be in, frankly. Andrea says, I thought I was your backup wife. Well, Andrea... Uh, that cannot be because you're married to Mr. Schaefer. Kenny says, so Miss Velt, so she's single right now. You stay away. Stay away. Okay. Am I the only person who has a wife backup? I mean, I thought everybody did this. My God. Okay. Um, who sent me the story about the um, kidney transplant? Oh, bleeding heart Brian. Very good. Well done. This is incredible. Uh, U.S. surgeons. First of all, let me just tell you, there is a huge shortage of kidneys. Uh, uh, obviously, I'm well aware of that. I think um, uh, the number, the the outrageous number of people who are waiting on a kidney right now, a life-saving kidney transplant is incredible. 107,000 people in the United States, are waiting for organ transplants. More than 90,000 of them are awaiting a kidney. According to the United Network for Organ Sharing, wait times for a kidney average three to five years. What that means is that some of these people that are at the uh, position in their life like Jeffrey was in before the kidney transplant, he would not live that long. He was going to die shortly, uh, well, in a matter of months if the kidney transplant did not go down. Oh, hell, he said he was going to kill himself. But he would have died anyway. It was that bad. Holy shit. Listen to this. Um, Scientists have figured out a way to take a kidney out of a pig, but not just any pig, a genetically modified pig, okay? That because in the past when they've tried taking a kidney out of a pig and put it into a human, well, not a huge, actually a primate, uh, a test primate, as close as they could get to a human. Um, Very short order, the primate's body uh, rejects the kidney, attacks it, and then it's not functional in very, very uh, uh, quick amount of time. So they're like, huh, how do we do this? What the fuck can we do? So they've been working on this, and they decided that in order to make this a possibility, they had to genetically modify the pig. Like, change something to do with the mapping in his D in the pig's DNA. Uh, It might get into it a little bit more in this article. It says here, um, the genes in the, in the pig had been altered so that its tissues no longer contained a molecule, which is a trigger for almost immediate rejection. So almost like gene therapy on the pig. All right. So then they take the pig 
and they remove a kidney from the pig. Like, all right, now we're going to put it into a recipient, but not a primate. What they did was surgeons at NYU Lang- Langan Health in New York City were able to get the approval of a family who had a loved one that had that is brain dead with no chance of recovery. And they put the genetically modified pig kidney into this person. And it worked. This is huge. This is incredibly sad. You have a person who's dead, but uh, I mean, my God, what a, what a uh, honorable, a terrific way to, um, cause they then removed the per- the patient from life support. And then the patient, the patient, as I understand it passed, uh, but this is absolutely incredible that the, uh, the organ transplant took place and uh, a major, major advancement in, uh, to alleviate the shortage of human organs for transplant. Uh, I take it back. The uh, kidney, um, Actually, I didn't, I didn't cover this. The recipient, um, had, uh, uh, trouble with kidneys, their kidneys. The patient who was brain dead had uh, signs of kidney dysfunction. And they of course consented to the experiment before she was due to be taken off of life support. And for three days, the new kidney was attached to her blood vessels and maintained outside of her body, giving researchers access to it. Test results look very normal. Hell, if they if that thing made it one hour, it would be more of a success than what uh, they've had for other results in the past. And the fact that they actually tested it on a human is remarkable. You see, what this boils down to is sometimes you can actually, you know, I know you like to do your own research on shit, but there are people in the world that are medical professionals who know more than you and can actually accomplish things, you know, beyond your scope of what you believe can possibly happen. Now, I know the way we do it in this world is by ignoring doctors and doing it on your own. WebMD, prayer warriors, gut feeling, conspiracy theories. I know that's the tried and true method. But sometimes you have to let science try things out. And congratulations. The science community has won one. Unbelievable. Anyway, the kidney made, uh, made, quote, the amount of urine that you would expect from a transplanted human kidney. He said there was no evidence of the vigorous early rejection seen when unmodified pig kidneys are transplanted into non-human primates. The uh, recipient's abnormal creatinine level, uh, an indicator of poor kidney function, I've discussed that with you before, went to normal soon after the transplant. When I uh, donated the kidney to Jeffrey, his was at 22. It's supposed to be at 1. Within a week, he was at 0.98. So there you go. That's fantastic. Researchers have been working for decades on the possibility of using animal organs for transplants but have been stymied over how to prevent the immediate rejection by the body. The medical team, you know, science, 
theorized that uh, knocking out the pig gene for a carbohydrate that triggers rejection, a sugar molecule or glycan called alpha-gal would prevent the problem and they were correct. Yes! The genetically altered pig known as GALSAFE, they called it GALSAFE, I don't know what that means, uh, was developed by United Therapeutics uh, Corps Revivacore Unit. You know, Big Pharma! Yeah, I know what this is. This is all a scam by Big Pharma. I'm a stupid asshole. Hey, we found a way to uh, cure your loved one's kidney disease. They're going to die otherwise. Uh, United Therapeutics Corp's uh, Rev- uh, Revivacore unit has a pig kidney. Fuck no, man. I got a prayer chain all over it. Ah! Uh, it was approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in December of 2020 for use as food for people with a meat allergy and as a potential ho- source of human therapeutics. Medical products developed from the pr- pigs would still require specific FDA approval before being used in humans, the agency said. Well, you know it's all a scam. They're just going to rush it. I'm a stupid fuck. The NYU kidney transplant experiment should pave the way for trials in patients with with end-stage kidney failure. No way! It hasn't been tested properly! We haven't waited! The current experiment involved a single transplant and the kidney was left in place for only three days, so, uh, so future work uh, likely will uncover uh, new barriers that they may need to overcome but uh overall they think that the um the prognosis of this is pretty good nice so if that's the case you fast forward to uh however how however far uh, down the road you're looking at basically just uh uh get in on the ground floor on your on your pig harvesting and uh, uh, have your farm of genetically modified pigs ready to go, and you're basically going to end the need for um, uh, people to be on a waiting list for kidneys if this is if this is the case. So it's uh, really cool. Thank you to Brian for sending that in. All right. Ah. <sighs> The Duchess says, thank goodness for the prayer chains. They say they solve all the woes in the world. Andrea says, I just skipped that whole story to get caught up and I'm not complaining. Dirk says, so to get this straight, this ought to be good. They performed an experiment on one person. They didn't just start doing this on millions of people at once with a huge propaganda effort. Oh, you're, you're so sweet. What are you going to do when you win your Herman Cain award? I am go- I cannot wait to like TP your house when you're laying there choking on your own lungs. You fucking moron. Holy shit. Chris says a friend of his had a heart valve from a pig way back in elementary school. 
There you go. That is it for today, folks. You are the best. Uh, Dr. Steve, if you're listening, I want your thoughts on this. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. We got to get you on the show, Dr. Steve. All right, folks. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. My gosh. Look where the time has gone. Another edition of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Final thoughts. If you have a business and you want to advertise with me, I'll tell you how it works. Reach out on the Shoreliners striping inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I do cameos for 20 bucks. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. No one does cameos better. Go to cameo.com slash Eric Zane. See some of my work. It's fun to just kick that around. I've got t-shirts for sale on my website, ericzaneshow.com, as well as uh, Dear Meathead coffee mugs and t-shirts and hoodies and hoodies. Hey, it's hoodie weather for God's sake. Uh, ericzaneshow.com is where you go for that. Keep me on, uh, woof. Keep me in mind on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. You can sign up for seven days free, seven days free. I just posted new material there today. Two very awesome, fun episodes that I titled something to listen to while I'm away. Um, let's see Thursday, Friday, the fifth and sixth, uh, six hours of material that you've never heard before on Patreon that you are going to love bonus shows. I'm telling you, you will have so much fun. You must go there for the seven days free to check out these episodes that I'm dropping Thursday, the 5th and Friday, the 6th of October. Okay. Thank you for checking out. Not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast. If you made it this far, you're a legend. Thank you till next time. Bye-bye.